I remember like you got to amp yourself up to call in sick to your boss. It's almost like you were preparing for an Oscar role. You know, you'd sit there and you, well, maybe I should cough. Or should I sound droggy? Two hours of prepping to call in sick. And now you can just text in. Yeah, That's acceptable. So text, yeah. My thing was always was to uh, chew aspirin. <laughs> it ain't going to hurt you. No, and it's going to make you feel nasty anyway. Exactly. It makes you talk weird. when you. <laughs> and I like how everybody talks in a theater. whisper. Like you're in church when you call in sick to your boss. It's like, I... Mark, I'm not going to be able to make it in, man. Like, where, where, where are you calling me Who from? Who the hell are you whispering for, right? If you've been kidnapped, say something. I'm sorry. I'm in the library. I'm calling this. Why are you whispering in your I'm house? I'm at the morgue. I'm at the morgue, and I don't want to wake these people. I don't want to wake anybody up. Okay, I got to go. Oh, man. Boss knows you're right. a phony. Come and then on. everybody hangs up with you, and they just roll their eyes, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like so people old. can't be sick. Like, people really... They used, <laughs> I think they used to suck when people would call in sick. You would get, like, upset if you were the boss when somebody called in sick. Like, nobody should be able to get sick. Here's the problem that I had. I've been now in management for many, many years, and I had one employee that always had a double ear infection. I'm like, what are you, four? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That's for a toddler to get a double ear infection. Or the pink eye. You ain't yeah. got no kid. Where'd you get the pink eye from? You don't mind flying in rain. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. As long as we get above, we'll get above the clouds. We'll be, there's no clouds at 30, 37,000 feet. But I got to tell you, sometimes getting up through those clouds can be a little bit scary. I was flying recently, a few months ago, I was flying out of Chicago back to Minneapolis. You know you're in bad shape when the pilot even gives you the warning before you take off and you're sitting. You know at that point before they start flying down the runway, when they finally tell the, the uh, stewardess to be seated for departure. Yep. There's nothing at that point, by the way, you can do either to avoid that because you're going with them regardless. You couldn't at that point say, well, you know what, since it's going to be bumpy, I think I'll take the next flight. <laughs> at that point, you're committed, right? That just scares Absolutely. the daylights out there's of me. Not, there's nothing you can do. You sit there and you just try to pretend that you're not scared. The flight I'm talking about, I was flying by myself. There was no Trace, no Macy, and I, it was so bad. And I flew for my career for many, many years. I'd fly, like right. you, I'd fly multiple mm -hmm. times a week. There was a guy sitting next to me. It was him and his fiance. I had the window seat. Right. My hand went on top of his hand. <laughs> and, and he didn't even care. Right. Because he was just as scared. He's, he's just as scared. And he knew that she wasn't going to protect him. So, it was like, right. we were leaning on each other at that point. I was sweating so bad, like, my handprint was still on the top of his hand when I ruined my hand. <laughs> still looked like it was there. And his grandmother was sitting in the aisle across from us, and she was, like, praying. And it was, like, something out of a movie. I'm like, I may not survive this. <laughs> Nothing worse, by the way, when stewardesses start getting frightened. Because mm. they, they've been through this. Right. So this is nothing. But I kept hearing a stewardess behind us going, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> and like, stop that. You're supposed to be comforting me, not scaring me. Just zip it. Women seem to hold on to everything. You will purge nothing. Well, because I might get back down to that size. That's what it is. I, they think that they're going to fit in the clothes that they had when they were 19. But I'll, I'll give you a great example about holding on to everything. We bought our new house in Sartell. Right. And I discovered three or four boxes that were heavy. I said to her, I said, I am not moving unnecessary things to the new house. We are tossing out. And that included yours truly. Right. If it didn't need to go to the new house, wasn't bringing it. Right. So these real heavy boxes. I'm like, what in the world could be in them? And it wasn't labeled. They're like incognito, you know what I mean? So I rip them open. She had every one of Macy's baby bottles. No. Yes. Did you tell her we're not doing this again? Yeah. Well, she knew I'd already, you know, I already had the procedure done. You know, unless she was going to be talking to the mailman at that point. Right. We were pretty clear on that. But she told me that this is the best thing she said. See, she said, well, Macy might want them one day. Yeah, Macy wants 100 baby bottles. I mean, if you want to save one, by all means, right? 
That's a, that's over the top. When Macy has kids, they can't use those. No.